This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey guys, it's Casper. And Becky. From the DFWTO podcast. If you've been a longtime listener, you know how much mental health means to us. Mental health actually plays a role in many horror films, especially the final girl subgenre. Whether it's Nancy facing her nightmares and defeating Freddy, or Sydney taking out Ghostface to overcome the trauma of and avenge her mother's death. Not only are horror movies a huge comfort to Casper and I, so is putting our mental health first. And if you agree and you're searching for professional services, let BetterHelp be your guide. BetterHelp will connect you with a licensed therapist who can help you start your journey of self-awareness and discovery. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be flexible and convenient for any type of schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get yourself matched up with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Just like the final girls that triumph over evil, triumph over your trauma with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com DFWTO and save 10% off your first month when you sign up today. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash D-F-W-T-O. And remember, guys, don't, don't fuck, fuck with the original. original. Now let's get into the episode. Welcome to another episode of the DFWTO podcast. I'm your host, Casper. And I'm your other host, Becky Gremlin. Here to bring you all things spooky, especially today on Wednesdays because... Wednesdays are for podcasts. And we do have a very spooky episode this week and next week. We're going to talk... We're going to be talking all about the Enchanted Church. Yes. Very excited about this. Guys, it was featured on season three, episode 13, which was unfortunately... Um, the very last episode of the last season of Portals to Hell. Um, the Enchanted Church is owned by Dave and Bridget. Dave being a longtime friend of Jack Osborne, one of the co-hosts of Portals to Hell. And that happened to be one episode, which this didn't happen often, or if at all, if I remember correctly, that Katrina was not with Jack. Jack mm-hmm. was on his own. Um... It was the first time he was actually on his own during the entire show, too. If Katrina wasn't with him, he usually had at least one other investigator with him. So there was not a lot of history that I could find about the church itself outside of what was mentioned on um, the Portals to Hell episode. Uh, now, if you guys remember us mentioning before we uh, met Bridget at Horror Hound when we were there to meet Jack um, on the last day, see Jack again on the last day, and uh, she was she was so graciously to gracious to later invite us to the church uh, to do an investigation there, um, and we'll also get to meet meet Dave, which is really cool. So uh, we will definitely ask her a lot more history about the place. Um, All I was able to find, though, um, now it is located in Sycamore, Ohio. We are in Cincinnati area, so we are about two to three hours away from Sycamore, Ohio. Um, Which is really probably the closest place. No, I guess Louisville was closer. 
Was Waverly? A little bit. Was yeah. Waverly just two hours? I think it was just two hours. So it's north of Columbus, Ohio. Uh, the church opened in 1885. It opened as the Mount Zion United Brethren Church. It later became the Mount Zion Evangelical United Brethren Church in 1947. Uh, then, well, and then I do remember on, now this is from Portals to Hell, that Dave had mentioned that the basement of the church was built in 1921 for the Sunday school part. So prior to it becoming the Mount Zion Evangelical United Brethren Church. Then in 1968, it was incorporated as Mount Zion United Methodist Church. And it officially closed as a church in 1995. And then I believe um, Dave and Bridget bought it in um, either 2000 or 2001. And uh, it is a home. It is their home now. So Yeah, because uh, the only previous owner that they had discussed was Jeff, besides when it was a church. Right, right. So, I know from the beginning of the episode, one of the first things that they mentioned was there, there was piano playing, um, and there was also somebody singing, and specifically I high singing. Key really want that to happen. I would love to hear singing. And a piano playing. I, I high key very much want that to happen while we're there. That would be very cool. <clears throat> but I thought about that. I, uh thought any place that we've ever investigated we've never heard i just think it would be interesting we heard humming we, we at the west hear, virginia penitentiary we did hear humming because we were playing music we did hear humming but um <clears throat> yeah to actually hear somebody singing that would be wild mm -hmm. that would be wild. i have chills right now just even thinking about that so yeah, Bridget uh, has so graciously, like when we met her at Horror Hound, she has opened the doors to their deceased vintage Airbnb and the church for us to be the first podcast ever to investigate and to interview them. So uh, very, very, very grateful to her for this opportunity. It's very sweet of them. Um, and I'm very interested to see, we're going tomorrow, so I'm very interested to see what kind of experiences we'll have and to check out this really cute little quaint town because it's really just out in the middle of nowhere and it's like nothing. Yeah, and, <clears throat> you know, Ohio and kind of being in this part of the Midwest, Indiana, Ohio, Pennsylvania, they're all just littered with these really, really, really little small settlement towns that initially were started because families would move there either with, and typically with some type of religious affiliation um i know like for instance i had to look up about united brethren because i had never heard of that before but all of that was just an offshoot of methodists which is an offshoot of mennonites and there's a lot of like mennonite and amish communities littered throughout these areas especially in ohio um it's funny because a lot of people when they think ohio they think cities because a lot of times when you think of Ohio, you think of Cincinnati, Columbus, Dayton, Cleveland, uh, Cleveland Toledo, places like that. But I, I said it to my coworker, my boss, actually, I was like, okay, so those cities, everywhere in between those cities is nothing. Just land. Yeah. Most of it's, I mean, you have your suburbs, of course, but most of it's just land. Farming. 
big farming lands for You'll soybeans. You'll pass through and... your random towns with your gas stations, and there will definitely be a Dollar General. Maybe two or three. And a Dollar Tree. Yes. And possibly even a Family Dollar. Or you might get the Family Dollar-Dollar Tree combo. <laughs> you think we're kidding? Then you're really cooking. <clears throat> and if, if they have a frozen section, you better forget it. Dollar Stop Tree playing. to Ohio is Duncan in Massachusetts. Yes. You would as, think, as we're sipping Duncan. But, you um, would think... <laughs> this is no promotion to Duncan. This is just oh, it's a full promotion. What we happen to have, and it's good. So Duncan is actually originated from Massachusetts, and you would genuinely think that Dollar Tree originated in Ohio because there's mm -hmm. just so many dollar stores here. I'm not hating. No, I've been very poor many a times. What am I saying? I'm still poor. I'm middle class in America. So uh... <laughs> fucking insane. I'm poor. Um, Help me. I'm poor. Dollar trees. Have been a literal and still continue to be a literal lifestyle. It's one of the places we do grocery shit. Oh, hell yeah. Especially stuff like, especially stuff, okay, like bleach. Stop. I'm not, I'm not paying $4 for bleach. It's bleach. Clorox like, stop wipes. playing with me. Clorox Exactly. Wipes. Stuff like that. Like, I'm not, stop playing with me. I'm not paying $8 for a container of Clorox wipes. Like, I'm not doing it. I'm Listen, not my doing poor... it. Even if it's six, five, six dollars on sale, I'm not doing it. Baby wipes. Thank even. you. Like, I'm not, like, stop 75 playing. wipes for a fucking dollar 25. It is, it is, especially when your cat and has honestly, diarrhea everywhere. Honestly, not that many people complain. About the twenty-five cent increase, it's not that big. No, because guess what? Now they're doing Dollar Tree Plus. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, but I've got. Oh, if you have, if you have kids, I took my niece there for a last-minute school project last week. You got your poster boards, you got your markers, you got your colored pencils, you got your glue sticks, you got your stickers, you got your, you got everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. Oh, the new trout, the Dollar Tree up by my hat up here around the corner mm -hmm. by where I live, they just remodeled and still in the process of remodeling. They had throw pillows and towels. And are they plus oh, now? Yeah, I think that's I think that's what they're doing because that one is so big. Mm -hmm. I was like, um, I got leggings from a Dollar Tree Plus five dollars. See, I think. I think it's going to be happening. And they're actually really comfy. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it just went into like a whole Dollar Tree rant. But if you're poor, you understand where we're coming. I guarantee you while we're Which out I there, we'll, the we'll pass like $17 trees. We will. And it's fine. And I'm totally fine with it. We that. may stop at one. Who knows? I'm totally fine with it. I love it. I. That's actually something... Dollar Generals, you tend to find a lot more. And my husband and I, anytime we're just... You know, because... We'll just go on drives or stay at places where they're like far out. And even if we don't necessarily like need anything, we'll just stop at the random Dollar General in town because fuck it. Why not? Oh my God. That's where we found both of those copies of the craft. Like Dollar Tree has movies. A Dollar General. Dollar Tree does too. Outside of Mammoth Cave, Kentucky. I found not one, but two copies of the craft. Bless you, child. So there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but we digress. So um 
getting back to the Enchanted Church. So, Jeff actually... I feel um, so fucking terrible because every time I hear his name, I go, my name is Jeff, every time, and I can't stop. That it's okay. It's just, I can't say this to the spirit. I can't be like, my name is Jeff. Anything that's a reference to somebody, it's just, yeah, it just happens. Hey, I feel really bad. One of my uh, aunt's best friend's name is Karen, and she is the sweetest lady in the entire world. And now that name mm. is just <laughs> forever associated. She is the nicest. Shout out to all the nice Karens out there. I know a couple nice Karens. The receptionist at my doctor's office a couple weeks ago's name was Karen. She was super nice. There are nice Karens. See, there's nice Karens out there. Nice Karens. Um, Jeff Fint, I believe his name was. Um, so not only did he previously live there, he has also been doing paranormal investigating for 22 years. Um, no, that's it's two different Jeffs. Which one are you thinking about? Is that the is that not the one that lived there? The Jeff that lived there passed away. Because they think he's haunting it. There oh, was, he was there. The one that was, was so there is two different Jeffs. There's two right. different Jeffs. There's because different remember Jeffs. when he was talking about the haunting, they said Jeff, and he's like, "What?" I got my. And notes then they mixed. were like, "I got my notes mixed up." Sorry, you're it's right. It's just there's all the Jeffs. So many Jeffs. It's just such a common name. So period there is here. a Jeff who has been ghost hunting for two two hundred years. Okay, twenty two right. years. He looks great. So he's the one that had the experience where he actually heard <laughs> the name Jeff and thought it was him. Jeff. But yes. then he come to find out that the previous owner's name was Jeff and he thinks that it's actually him. He's one of the spirits that's haunting it. Because that's something I wanted to ask you. Um, if you think that not only Jeff, because he lived there previously, and I mean, and then that's the name that they also pulled up. Mm -hmm. If you think that Jeff is the only person that's haunting the church. Absolutely okay. not. I think... Well, also, and if you guys don't know, if nobody <clears throat> had a chance to watch the episode or not, um, you still can. It's on Discovery+. Plus. Uh, there is a graveyard across the street from the church. So, I would say any place that's... <clears throat> directly <laughs> and when we say directly yes. we mean like your neighbors across the street from you directly yeah like you right there throw a rock there you go so bridget and dave are actually antique collectors as well yes so not only you have a genuine and i'm going to use jack's words for this a perfect storm you have a cemetery across the street you have a very old property where someone actually passed away actually real quick because my husband husband did not notice, and I just found this out very recently. Most people believe that cemetery and graveyard are interchangeable, and technically they are term-wise, but there technically is a difference between a cemetery and a graveyard. Do you know? Do me a learn. Okay. <laughs> if it is attached to a church, it's a graveyard, because the connotation of graveyard dates back to the Old English, where you were buried in a churchyard. The more you know. And a cemetery <laughs> is detached. There will not be a church around for a technical cemetery. Technically, the terms are interchangeable, but a graveyard is directly related to the Old English 
comes back from the church you of England. You did me a learn today. That you're buried in a churchyard graveyard. So okay. technically it is a graveyard. Technically a it's a graveyard then. It is a graveyard. Um, yep. So there's a graveyard across the street. Um, the previous owner passed away. Mm-hmm. They're antique collectors, so they have a bunch of old antiques now in the church. Be very careful when you... We actually had to... We had a... I don't... Now, Casper and I have been very open about the demonic attachments that we have both experienced. Uh, There was a negative attachment to an item that my husband got in an antique shop that we don't know if this was related to the demonic attachment that I had. Have you told me about this? I don't know if I told you. It was an old lock that... We were told by the antique shop that we bought it from came from a prison. We were later told that it was not. So we don't know where the old lock came from. Ooh. Um, and apparently not good. Literally for like three years that we had this thing. It was just like everything that you could think of. How did you figure wrong. out it was the lock? Once we got rid of it. <laughs> Yeah, but how did you even decide, like, okay, well, let's get rid of this and see what happens? Well, when we, I think when we found out, it was several, I mean, it was a few things. I think the three, the three most significant things were obviously getting rid of it and everything stopped. Um, We did not, this was another thing, because I was going to tell people, if you buy anything, please heed where you buy things from. Mm-hmm. Um do your research mm-hmm. about what antique shops you go to. If the antique shop and the <laughs> dealer at the antique shop rub you wrong, don't buy anything from there. So that was kind of a first red flag because now, and I'm, I'm not going to say the person's name. I am not going to out their shop. I'm not going to do that because I'm just not in the business of doing that out in public, but uh, I will never buy from this person again. Ever, never, ever, ever buy from this person again. Um, just if if there are red flags already from the place and the person you're buying from, don't do it. I do the same stuff do with not uh, which shops. Do it. If I walk in, oh, hell vibe, I'm yeah. like, nope. Which shops, tattoo shops. Yep. If you have a bad vibe about the shop already and the people that are in there running it absolutely do Leave. not do them give them business so it was just kind of a combination of that like the person we got it from where we got it from finding out that it actually wasn't where it where we thought it was from that that was a lie and then just getting rid of it and it all stopped and any other antiques that we had in our home were cleansed and we haven't had any so we have a lot of antiques in our house. I have antiques that are on the altar nightstand next to my bed that uh, have all been cleansed that don't have any effect on me, that don't have any negative feelings in our home. So uh, yeah, just be really, I, I would even say if it is from a place that you trust and you're buying it from people that you trust or that you feel comfortable with rather, I would still cleanse it. Mm-hmm. Anything you buy from an antique shop because you you want to get rid of the other it. energy that was around it anyway yeah whether it's, rego- have, whether it's negative you could even or have a good attachment it yeah could be a, it could be somebody that passed away that they just don't want to let they have an emotional attachment to this item and they don't want to let it go and now 
that spirit is in your house, even if it's a good person, you, you still got to set boundaries. Want, yes. You still so have to set this boundaries. This is why we cleanse ourselves yep. after every place that we before visit, and after. before and after, because we don't want to bring anything there and we don't want to take anything home. You never, ever want to do that anywhere you, anywhere you go to investigate. This is especially for the people, and I'm sure we've said this before, but this is for our, you know, your first timers. If you're wanting to go somewhere and you think it's just fun and games because you watched it on a show and I'm going to go to Waverly, let me check it out and see. Cleanse, if you bring something there or you take something home, those are equally very, very, very dangerous and you mm -hmm. do not want to do that. It's not fun and games. Be very it's careful, really not. especially if you just recently, like I had very recently within a week lost uh, a family member very close to me right before we went to the Indiana Sanatorium and I made very sure to detach from that because I think there was a lady that even said like don't think about that person when you're here because you don't want to bring any part of the spirit of that person and I said oh no 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 I was just making the point of saying that like I'm closer to being able to reach spirits i think the i think the veil is dropped more if you've just recently lost someone in that moment to being able to be more vulnerable to spirits and to those energies not so much that i was so i just wanted to make sure that she knew i wasn't i wasn't bringing that person here i was just letting that veil down even more for other people around me because I had just lost someone. I would, um, I never would have understood what you said until I lost someone and losing my grandma. I, I got it. Like I, I still feel my grandma. Like, I mean, I have half her furniture, but <clears throat> I mean, I have her fucking bed, but um, yeah, it's like, it's exactly what you said. It's almost like, the easiest way I could explain it to people, if you haven't lost somebody and that, like know what that veil is like, it's like you're, it's like you're living in Halloween, like on the day of Halloween. Yeah, where the veil is actually at its thinnest, but you're like in June or July or you know, completely away from Halloween. That's the best way to describe it. I was so yeah, yeah. open to spirits that it was very exhausting for me to go anywhere. Yeah. Because I was open to energies and everything like that, too. So I totally you're already Because you you're already in a very vulnerable state as it is because you're grieving. Mm -hmm. You're grieving a loss. But so yeah, so they grieving. have yeah. antiques at the church, but they also have this one very special antique. I cannot wait to see this in person. I wanted to mention real quick before you mentioned that antique that the Jeff the previous owner, so this is another thing to add, he, in the deed, in the original deed to the place, it was never supposed to be anything but a church. Who was the original so, builder? I forget his name. Jeff could have been the reason, could have been the person why, I thought it was him. No, it's, it was the guy that was buried in the cemetery where he's pointing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He Hold was, on. that was back in 1885 when it was actually built. I do not remember right, his right, name. Right, right, right. It was in 1885, but... <clears throat> Jeff, I think, might have been the one that um, turned it into a residence. Very possibly. Oh, it was uh, Reverend King. That's his name. So he uh, is the original builder. 
I actually, I actually, okay. I actually think he's there too. So Reverend King that built the church in 1885, mm -hmm. that's buried in the graveyard, is the one deed in the original deed to the place that it was not supposed to be anything but a church. Okay, so the item that you mentioned. Um, I'm actually very curious to see this in person, though I have seen one in person before. There was a store that my one of my best friends took me to, and they had one in the store. But they have a live skeleton. I should not say a live skeleton. <laughs> that makes no sense. They have a full-bodied skeleton. A real <laughs> skeleton, not a molder. <laughs> yeah, like it's a real. It's a real skeleton. Um, and they had come to find out that it is not negative. It's not necessarily negative energy. It just has a lot of energy around it. Mm -hmm. So what I think has happened is that on all of these have come together to create this perfect soup for paranormal activity but i really think that when they got that skeleton it just amped it like super amped it and i don't think anything negative is there personally i really don't that's another thing that somebody needs to keep in mind always keep that in mind anytime you bring any skeletal remains into your home even even if they are animal remains A lot of people wouldn't think so, but animals have energy just like humans. You know, every everything has energy. Everything has energy. So anything that you bring into your space that has energy, you have to respect that energy. So, um, yeah, for sure, because I know a lot of people, uh, I would not mind having... A human skeleton? That would be really cool. But, I wouldn't mind having a um, human skull. <clears throat> oh, they're usually so expensive. Though. That's the problem. Yeah. Oh, geez, <laughs> um, yeah, I've wanted one. Uh, but you have to make... But anything, any type of remains that you bring into your home, you have to make sure. Again, just anything, anything that you know that is in any way, shape, or form attached to something that was living previously you want to cleanse mm -hmm. because you're inviting that energy in, into your home. So, yeah, I mean, that skeleton was a living person. So if that was a very vivacious person in life, they're still hooping it up in death. So, you know what I mean? Like, they, they walked in there and they were like, it's a body, it's a body. <laughs> <laughs> so they did the uh, sensory deprivation um, experiment on Bridget on that episode and it was yep. very interesting the things that she was saying that she was seeing and experiencing but she had also mentioned too that she's uh she's she's sensitive, a sensitive yeah to energies like that so mm -hmm. if you already are and you you're even more open uh you know, now when we've you said it before, that's you're like a light beacon. <clears throat> when you just... did <clears throat> that experience, did you see anything, or were you just no. hearing stuff? Couldn't see anything. I just you just could just, just you could just hear them. A million voices coming. I had just wondered. I never did ask you if you had seen anything. No, never saw anything. It was just um, there were so many. It was it was just it was one of the most surreal experiences because you're hearing so many and the only way I could really describe it is as if there were just so many spirits floating around 
and then every once in a while one one would come through because you would hear so many at one time then all of a sudden one would come through one voice would come through and then it would be gone but you're still hearing all the ones in the background like white noise sort of it's like and is it like sitting in like a cafeteria where you have honestly like... this is the best way i just i could describe it um the scene in beetlejuice when uh when the maitlands are in uh they they were in that other world uh in the in the we're gonna call it the ether the underworld whatever <laughs> uh when they were trying to get help mm -hmm. and before they get back to their house and then once they get back to their oh because th this is this is before this is right before they meet um juno their caseworker <laughs> you're late um, <laughs> um so it's when they're walking through the halls and they're trying to get back to their house and uh that uh curtain goes up and they see all those spirits and that guy that's like a custodian walks by and he goes that's the lost souls room it's the room for souls that have been exercised and you see all these like spirits oh, going by yep. and then like one will pop up close that's that is the best way i could describe it that in my mind i was seeing that i was seeing a whole bunch of spirits at once and then like one would come through really clear and then go away and then there'd be all these spirits and then one would come up and you could hear it clearly and then it would go away i mean it was just it was very very surreal i felt like it really put into a perspective of how haunted these places are and especially a place like that um i don't think i could do it at waverly i i don't i think it would just knowing how many people actually died it i i don't think i would be able i definitely would not want to do it at a prison and I definitely don't think I would have been able to do it at Waverly. Um, I mean, you still did it at the sanitarium. Though. I don't think I would have been able to handle it at any place mm. where more. I I wouldn't do it at Eastern State. I don't think I would do it at any prison. Eastern State's I wouldn't huge. do. It. I wouldn't do it at any prison. I wouldn't do it mm. at any place that because it was when I really thought about it later, it was so overwhelming how many spirits I was hearing that I just, for the rest of the night, I felt like I was completely, I felt like I was walking through spirits. Like they were just all everywhere. around me. They were everywhere. I mean, it, it put, it put, it puts death in a weird perspective too. Like yeah. it, it just put it all in a weird perspective. It just, it, it, you don't, it, it didn't, it's not something you want to think about too much, but it did make me think about like, Oh boy, are you just elbow to elbow with with dead people all the time? Like, or just every time? I read a meme the other just, day that said, "My grandmama watching me," and then she was also like, "So is there some kind of privacy setting so my grandma don't watch me balls deep and you know, like, is there some kind of privacy setting for that?" I was fucking dying. Yeah, you're like. Okay. Is it like to, I already had to deal with Santa watching this. Now I got to deal. 
Like, you already got to throw your pets out of the room because like, they're all up in your fucking business. Out. <clears throat> Leave. Leave, please. Um, but yeah, so I'm very interested to see this live, this, I keep saying live skeleton, but you know what I mean? This skeleton, um, and it's very interesting how the church is set up to, like, a residential, like, it's a home. It's very interesting, and, um, I'm very curious to see what kind of experiences we're going to have. I also haven't been in a church. (laughs) Listen. (laughs) Here comes the religious trauma. I, uh, like, I had to think about it for me. (laughs) What do you think I'm feeling? I know it's not, I know it's not a church anymore, but then I had to think in my brain, I'm like, when's the last time I've been in an actual church? Mine was my grandma's funeral, but. Oh, okay. To go to what like it's for an actual church. Yeah, because the most the most recent funerals I've been to were at funeral homes. Mm, grandma's so funeral was at her they, church. They weren't at churches. So like even my mom was at a funeral home. But, my uh, my my aunt my aunt my niece's graduation was at my grandma's church. Wow. Um, I I'm a, I'm about to walk up into this church and be like gay, and then you know like all of the spirits will be mad. So five. Five years. It's been five years. Yeah, it's been since I've been in the church. And then previous to that was a really long time. <laughs> a really long time. Yeah, because I was like 2018, 20, probably previous to that, maybe like 2006 was the last time I had been God, in the church. Damn. <laughs> Oh, sorry, I shouldn't have church. I don't go to church. I'm not a, I don't. Well, you know, church I just is, didn't have a reason. I didn't, I wasn't, and I mean, I know it's totally different for you. I wasn't raised in it. I didn't, you know, especially as an adult, I really, I, I did go back to church a few times. I had a church that I was going, but then I just, you know, and my. Churches give me a type of PTSD. Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I don't. Because I'm telling you, the mad more... respect to people, and I know that there's churches out there that are very welcoming and accepting, and mad respect to people who do still go to church. But I mean, I I think for anybody that has had an immense amount of religious trauma, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to step. I'd feel very reluctant to step back in a church again. The more I deconstruct, the more I'm like, wow, that was super fucked up. I was on a cult. I'm going to start a uh, blog. Listen, you know what, though? It makes you so much more aware to bullshit, though. I mean, you're right. That's, you You have to take, you know, just as I was told, parts of my trauma are kind of my superpower. Yeah. You have to take that. There's a, a comic I love, uh, and he was raised um, Jehovah's Witness. Oh, God. So, he's, like, really able to see because he was raised in a cult. <laughs> so mm-hmm. he's able, like, he sees bullshit a thousand miles away. Oh, he's yeah. like, oh, that, yeah, I, I was raised in this. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to get me. <laughs> I, I trump yours with Jehovah's Witness. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's able to, like, really, uh, because he, do, he does, like, uh, 
comedy on this like like political commentating. Love it. And it's really funny to get his because he's like right down the middle. He's like, I was raised in a cult and you want to talk to me about politics. <laughs> I'm gonna start saying that now. I'm gonna do that now. Do it. I was raised in a cult, and you want to talk to me about politics? And it don't. I don't care. And whoever it is, I don't give a crap. Whatever they could be on either side of whatever, you're just gonna be like, I was raised in a cult. I was raised in a cult. I'm Excuse neurodivergent, me? and I'm an extremely sensitive empath. Like you want to talk? Can smell, Excuse me. <laughs> I can look at your bullshit a hundred yards away, and no. I smell bullshit. Somebody's on their bullshit. That's amazing. I love it. That's amazing. Yeah. You're just going to be like, I was raised in the, I was raised in the, you want to talk to me about politics. Please. Please. Fucking try me, bitch. It's all a fucking cult. Get out of here. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know what, though? I think it would, I've never been in anywhere like this that, because apparently that's a, that's a thing. I my uh, I have family. I have uncles and cousins who uh, renovate homes and work on homes and just do different carpentry work and a lot of different remodel work. And they do everything from the plumbing to decks to kitchens to everything. Um, and they've not only converted converted barns, old barns into homes. I think they did a church once. I have seen, and this is all in Indiana. I've seen so, big churches turn into homes. Church. Yeah, and that's why it was a little one like this. Mm. I mean, this wasn't this one is a tiny, but it's not a bit. Well, yeah, I know what you're talking. They're like they're huge, like the really big ones, like yeah. my old church, for instance. Yeah. It's not necessarily really big, but you would never see that as a home. Yeah, you know. So, but I I love what they've done. And really a, a testament to the antiques in it. What they what they've done to the I think the the aesthetics of a church would be really, really cool. And this is our first church really that we're cool. doing. Yeah. So that's exciting. We've never done a church before. Prisons, asylums, sanatoriums. We have never done never an asylum either. Oh no, we haven't done an asylum, just sanatoriums. My girlfriend was like, You've never done an asylum? And I'm like, No. And I'm like, That's the really funny part because I'm like, We're both such huge mental health bitches and we've never done an asylum before. I was like, We keep wanting to do the Trans Allegheny Asylum, but we never can get. I mean, Danvers, sort of, but ish. not really. We were in there for like 15 minutes. If, I don't <laughs> even know if that place, if, they, if it was back when they did tours or anything, I don't even know if I'd want to. That energy in there was. Why? I feel like any even ass. driving around. I was like, no, I want to get out of here. I want to get so out of here. picture this, you guys. Let me tell you a really funny story. So we can't see shit because there we've are told no this lights. story before. We've we told have this story a thousand. But if you're before, new, it's the best story ever. If you're new, this is great because it was terrifying. Because it was terrifying. Um, so handily, I don't think I've been that. That was I. That was one of the one. Yeah. Long time. In That's a one long of the time, and I was I was genuinely scared. So most of the time, when me and Becky go somewhere, I drive. Like most of the time, um, but we decided to. She decided to take her car um, to Massachusetts when we went to Massachusetts. Now she did drive most of the time when we were in Massachusetts, and uh, we stayed in Danvers. 
And we, of course, you know, we wanted to go see Danvers State Hospital. But we decided to do it at night because we're crazy. And so we're going. And we had never been there before. So that's even better because we have no and it does fucking not idea where we're going. tell you where to go. Not at all. The GPS at all does... For the love of God, don't rely on the GPS. It does and not go during the day because you can actually fucking see. There yeah. are no lights. No. Or anything. It's so, almost like they don't want you to find this place at night. Like they don't I mean, in all reality, I get why, though. Because people live there now. So That, yeah. So that we sense. decided to go at night. We got somewhere. I don't know where we were. We were on the other side of the hospital where the old administration buildings yeah. are and the cemetery is. Well, we is didn't awesome. know that at the time. We found out later. We were just, we just saw a giant field. And I'm like, where in the hell? So Becky is on her phone, not having really any service, trying to figure out where How we are. Get out of here. And I am starting to genuinely panic. Like, I'm feeling this... There were so many eyes. I was us. panicked too. So at first, what it made me think of is that scene in the fog, like <laughs> where I thought a bunch of like spirits were just going to come walking out of the, the fog, woods. out of the woods. And then later, after seeing that scene, and even that was a real thing that happened to Lorraine and Ed, that scene in The Conjuring Three, when all those eyes, when they're in mm -hmm. the cemetery, mm -hmm. is right there, and like everybody. Fucking That's what at it her. fucking felt like. like. Yeah, all of the above. Like that. If were... I looked down and I looked back up, there would be a face yeah. looking back at me. That's what I yeah. felt like. I, I, I kept like... thinking that every time I looked it down at my phone and looked back up, that the entire car was going to be surrounded by spirits. Yes. I was like, that's what it felt like. I have chills right now. But I was literally, she was, she I am was not trying so hard trying. to try to figure it out. Because I was freaked out too. I was just, and I was driving, and I couldn't see, and I didn't have service. And, and I'm, going, I'm just as freaked out as you are. And, I'm and going, you're freaked I'm like, out. I'm like, get us out of here. We need to leave. We need to leave. And she's like, I am fucking trying. And I'm like, I need you to try faster. I'm like, you made a full throttle up. into the I'm woods like, right now? This is not Fast and the Furious. I'm not going to float up into the air and Ludacris is going to fly out of somewhere. That's not what's going to fucking happen. I had never been so genuinely <laughs> freaked out. I There were spirits everywhere. I know there were. But when we actually found out where we were the next day. Oh my day, God, oh my God, oh my God. We figured out that we were right across from the cemetery. We screamed. So we did have eyes. We had oh, eyes yes. all over us. Yep. But I, it was just funny because I'm trying to be patient with her and she's trying to be patient with me because we're both freaking the hell out. We're both about to have a fucking panic attack. I, and I desperately did not want to be there. I did not want to be there so fucking bad. I didn't want to be there. I was there. like, get us out of here. Get us out of here. Yeah, and you're please. like, I need to know where to go first. It, I'm like, reverse, is, reverse, reverse. It so, it's so terrifying. Oh my god, I can't even. Just everything all around is so scary, and I don't understand why people live in those apartments. So I'm very interested to see when we pull up. I uh, my favorite part of going ghost hunting is when you first pull up on the location that you're going to, and you see it in person, and you get the feel for everything. I am very excited to pull up on this church and get the feel for the graveyard and the church both and to feel the energy surrounding it because I feel like once we're actually going at night, which is going to make it a whole lot more. I have chills right now, which is going to make it a whole lot more. When you drive up on a location at night, it's completely different. 
Like when we drove up on Waverly, it was completely nighttime. It was terrifying. <laughs> As opposed oh to when God, you drive yes. up on like Ohio State. Uh, oh, my God. it was like <laughs> daytime. Are you okay? I'm sorry. Those apartments in Danforth. <laughs> oh, did you look at the price? Because when we saw them, they were seventeen hundred. At a thousand. I'm sorry. What now? <laughs> Starting at, I'm going a little bit of everything all the time. <laughs> and haunted is fuck too. Yeah. Oh, okay. I so want to pay a two one bedroom, two thousand six hundred thirty-nine dollars. A two bedroom, two thousand nine hundred twenty dollars. And a three bedroom, three thousand seven hundred three dollars. I want to pay three thousand dollars to live in a very draining place every day. Anyway, so um you walk your dog and there's a goddamn cemetery. Y'all got me messed up. Anyway, we're not even talking about Danvers. I'm just I'm I don't It ain't no wonder those spirits are fucking pissed. Please don't turn haunted places into old into apartments. Just please just don't. Just don't do it. I don't understand. Um, I... what was I talking <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, what was I talking about? <laughs> even though they did that with this church, basically, but you know. Whatevs. <laughs> it's not an apartment complex. Though. No, it's not. That's true. Um, and Danvers was awful. This was, oh my God. People well, I mean, had lobotomies in your... When you do it right, like Ooh. the Lizzie Borden house, when you do it right oh, yeah. and you're respectful, this is the issue. This is where the issue lies. They're, they, I mean, obviously, Jeff probably didn't give a shit about the spirits more than likely, but I know that Dave and Bridget care. When when you turn something like that, that big a piece of history into, you know, a and b or an Airbnb or somewhere where you have tours, if you do it correctly and you have respect for the spirits, I don't think there's an issue. But when you do shit like that, where you're like $3,000 for a three-bedroom apartment at this old haunted insane asylum, where there's a cemetery across the street... Like, no, that's so beyond disrespectful. And I can imagine why those spirits are beyond pissed. Absolutely. And I feel like they're actually upcharging because they're haunted <clears throat> in all reality. I really I do. never, I never looked up. Uh, see, that makes me curious now. Um, how much uh, the gunpowder factory. The Are those apartments? Yeah. Oh, they are? Oh, yeah. God. They turn those into apartments, too. There's the the uh, the brewery, but mm -hmm. then it's apartments around oh, it. Oh, okay. They turn them into apartments. But, yeah, so I'm very curious to... to uh... Again, where people died mm -hmm. horrifically. Yep. And they turn them into these super expensive ass apartments. These people are Ooh. treating them like Spirit Halloween. They're like, ooh, opportunity. Right. I listen. <laughs> that's how I feel. That's that's how I feel. But yeah, so I'm very excited for tomorrow. Cannot wait to talk to you guys about our experiences next week. And but next I would week. love, like, genuinely though, I in this situation, I really probably would not mind living in an old church. No. I wouldn't mind it at all. Here's I really the thing. wouldn't mind it. If, now, with the graveyard, my husband would be like, immediately, no. 
immediately though. <laughs> see, I would feel so much peace with a graveyard. I see. I just. I, I, it I'm very bother me, in but it would probably bother. It would. It well, would, he's it would super sensitive. So and, and he, yeah, he is super sensitive. Like he has a cape and everything. <laughs> they would take one look at me and go, "Excuse me, hi." When they see him, <laughs> just, oh, 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 hi, how are God, you? He's so they're just, <laughs> and he already like in real life doesn't like doesn't want people near him. So imagine the spirits he'd be like Ugh! no no touchy no touchy no touchy <laughs> back to fuck up that's what i think is funny with us though because i'm like because we mentioned that though how we talked about with spirits how you because you're already an open person anyway and you're like oh i invite them to touch me and i'm like no i am like i am in real life i a very case-by-case basis on if i want you to touch me or not but typically no don't touch me <laughs> as long as they don't touch me inappropriately because i did yeah, get my hair like, um, i did get my hair pulled uh that time at the ohio saint reformatory and i was like yeah i didn't give you permission to do that no no you're not allowed to do that yeah now you have no hair to pull and i have all the hair and i would really not appreciate having my hair pulled it's not it's thank not... you it's a very strange feeling when you Please genuinely think that someone's me. pulling your hair and then you turn around and nothing's there. It's very, uh, I'm like, Please very weird. But yeah, so um, I think that's everything. I don't know anything else just because all of the information that we're going to be getting, uh, we'll be interviewing Dave and Bridget. So we'll be, that'll be, this is kind of like part one of the church. And then next episode will yeah, be. This is basically part one, just kind of going over what, we know we were able to find and more information from the actual episode and some you know that uh the what little bit of history dave and bridget went over about the place and um the people that that jack interviewed and just a little bit more information um so it'll be interesting to see if the skeleton that's there if we make contact with that person if we make contact with other spirits from the antiques that are in the church from the actual graveyard if reverend king might make it make make an appearance since he's i do right have to say i um, do love being in a graveyard at night too so i'm i'm excited about that oh there's a real peace with that it's oh my god it's so that's peaceful definitely the witch in me <laughs> fucking same <laughs> Is the graveyard because you know what's crazy is the one time I've ever the, well the first time I was ever at a graveyard at night of course I snuck out because I'm a terrible child but I went to a graveyard Same. at night and my friend that I was with Same. was freaking out and she was like oh my god I'm so scared and we need to go and I'm over there like I feel like I'm chilling with my homies right now I'm like I am so at peace and calm I'm like I could genuinely go to sleep right here if you gave me the <laughs> Yeah, that was similar with me. Like, the people I was with were freaked out. Um, but I wasn't. And then, but that was kind of a testament to the type of people that they were. So. <laughs> yeah, she, that same friend also is the one that got upset when I told her I was gay. So, huh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The earth knows who her Every people are. Every time. The spirits know. Mm-hmm. The spirits definitely know. So I like that. I We will definitely put a pin in this episode. This episode definitely I would consider uh, part one. 
-hmm. of the Enchanted Church. And then you will get part two uh, after we visit and have our own experiences and talk to Bridget and Dave. And we're very excited to have I them on really, as well. Really, really so excited. Yeah. And this is our and fingers crossed. Hopefully, fill prayer. Uh, maybe that might lead to a Jack Osborne interview down the road. So, day besties. Maybe we could be besties. We don't, we don't know. We'll work some out. The fact that, you know, and if you if you guys watch the episode, you'll see the type of person like Bridget is. Dave isn't on there much, but he's also a very cool guy. Um, especially if you watch the Osbournes, you would know him, see him more. Um, but the fact that Bridget has invited us in and doesn't know us very well at all and has been so kind and open just kind of shows her that or shows to us that we she her spirit especially because she's a sensitive she knows that we're legit she knows that we're coming in to do this because we love doing this and she's been so kind and very um hospitable that's what i'm looking for um to us and i'm very excited about growing this friendship with them yeah and i am too and maybe getting to do this you know for like hey we want to get away and she's like come over you know kind of thing so i'm very excited to see um this friendship this is just a neat i think we both definitely need this road trip in the time anyway and we're getting uh we're getting a, a haunting investigation a paranormal investigation in this year too because we try to do that every year and we can we didn't know if it was going to be in the budget this year and we were able to make it happen so that was the thing because oh, yeah. of the budget oh i know why they're expensive because they're trying to keep up with the property but i didn't know if we were going to be able to do one this year yeah i mean it you know <clears throat> the places that we have investigated before are really really old buildings they've turn of the century and you know it that's typically if you ever hear people oh why was so expensive well yeah because that's not only are you paying the people that are running the tours you're also that money's going back into renovations to make sure that that place is still there so years from now more people can visit because not only is it for the experiences that's those places are a part of history especially places like trans allegheny places like mm -hmm. waverly hills you know there's times in history where there were you know the, the tuberculosis out uh outbreak uh pandemic the <clears throat> you know um just a, the fact that asylums were a thing in this country at one time i think there's a lot of people that wouldn't believe that they're um yeah, you, you never want parts and pieces of history need to be around so future generations never, never forget. Because history always finds a weird way of repeating itself. And there's a lot of things in history that don't need to come back. <laughs> so, especially, especially denim, denim skirts, like the marble. Listen. <laughs> No, but please for, stop it. Real, real quick. The fashions from 2000 and 2001. Let's stop it right now. What I was going to say real quick, too, is I love how me and you never go into a place like that and expect stuff. No. We're always just like, holy shit, we are standing yeah. where this happened or where this like. Yeah, I'm just excited I for never, the experience. I will never <clears throat> forget how I felt standing in the Borden house. Like that was. Oh, my God. That. Especially history. in the spot. That's his again too. History. Exactly. Like history. You're, you're literally if standing. Nothing would have happened when we were there. If no experiences, if nothing at all, because again, we didn't know the thing about the kids and, right. and all that too. 
So if nothing at all would have would have happened when we were there, I wouldn't have even cared. The no. fact that we got to be somewhere that was a literal a part of history that mm-hmm. everybody knows that story. Everybody knows that story. I mean, the only other thing that was worldwide news at the time was the Jack the Ripper case. I mean, that's crazy. Like the second case ever to be photographed. Yep. Ever. And that's Gordon, Jack the Ripper. That's insane to me. Yeah. And I mean, like when you're standing in that spot, it's, it is absolutely mind blowing to me. I'm like literally everything that I've heard since I was a 10 year old fucking kid. I'm standing right here. Like, what the fuck? Like, my brain just couldn't. Well, visiting New England was really cool anyway. Yeah. Because I've always wanted to. And that's some of the oldest parts of this country. Even though God, we're we very need to go young. back. Country, well, mm. young. Anyway. Young. <laughs> country. And uh, so, you know, the oldest things we see here in Ohio are 1800s, which is old. But, I mean, we got to see things that were 1600s. 1600s. In in Massachusetts, so I was like, that was really, really, really cool. That Mm. was. I cannot wait to go back. I really can't. All right, right, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Oh my god. Buy me a coke. Ding me, Tina. Down the corner. Kiss my button. (laughs) Save a corner. I mean. Anyway, all right, guys. Well, you know we have all the social. Or we already told you guys what next week was. I was like, next week. Oh, that's right. I already we already you, told you, you that. You know, my brain. Come back for part two. <laughs> um, you know we have all the socials: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All at DFWTO Podcast. Um, handle is DFWTO eighty eight eleven. If you have any questions, concerns, or want to say hey, email us at DFWTO eighty four ninety three at gmail And lastly, make sure to give us a follow, subscribe, and review on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. Good God. Um, You'll always know when we put new episodes out. As of right now, they're always on Wednesdays. Nothing weird coming up as far as right now. Um, And yeah, we will be back next week to talk about our fun ghosty experiences from tomorrow. And if there's no experiences, which... Probably just, will be, but if there isn't, then we get to visit a piece of history and we'll talk about it anyway. A really cool little little road trip. Also, uh, as you guys hear in the beginning of every episode, we do have our ad sponsor. So if you or anyone you know are in need of therapy and uh, ready to get your mental health in check, uh, that code for BetterHelp.com is in our flow code. Flow code. Otherwise, it's just BetterHelp.com/dfwto. But that flow code is amazing, guys. Please check that out. Um, it's got literally links everything. to everything. Our sponsor, all our socials, email, and everywhere you can listen to us. And, and please listen, please listen and uh, rate and review on Spotify. Now that they've added that as a feature, that's going to be a big, big, big help to podcasts like us. So thank you. And if you are a podcast or anybody that needs a page that has all your links to it, this is not a sponsored paid ad or anything like that. The flow code is just better help. That's the only one. Flow yeah. code is not. But <laughs> flow code, flow code is, is definitely a big what you should do because you can really customize it and it's free. Uh, Linktree won't let you do that. And Linktree has been sh- super shitty lately. So flow code's really cool. And if you make a Maybe they're going through some changes. We don't know. But they ain't helping the people that need it. No. <laughs> so that's why everybody's going over to the flow code. And it's great. And it's fantastic. And you should try it. That's all. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we hope you guys have a wonderful week. And uh, we will see you next week. And um, 
be safe out there. And remember, don't, don't fuck, fuck with the original. original. Mm -hmm. Bye. That sounded like an elephant at first.